Welcome back to the drop-in everyone. My name's Tanya. I'm Agatha and today's topic is about control. So let's drop in. What a delicious topic. <laughs> it's a little bit uncomfortable, yeah. which is fantastic. I feel a little out of control by talking about it. <laughs> but we've got some good juicy stuff to share with you guys today. Um, we all, I'm sure, have tendencies to be a little bit tight gripped and rigid and a bit controlling sometimes and feel like we need to be in control sometimes and how like loosening or letting go or releasing that graspingness um, can be really helpful sometimes and things that help us do those things, things that support us in letting go, in being open to the change in the future and not being in control and yeah, also our experiences with why we want to be in control sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think there's still um, scenarios in which my grip is a little bit tighter. Uh-huh. Um, and ones where maybe past me would have gripped really tight and now I have like a more flexible approach to things. Yeah, definitely. Um, so... You know, I think the longer you sit with certain things, like the looser the grip can become, but it obviously takes work as well. And there are practices, I think, that we both do that have allowed us this kind of openness or mm. the loosening of the grip, if you will. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so where do we want to start? Um, I might start with what I, the, the Yama yeah, that I great. mentioned. Um, so when we were kind of just brainstorming around this topic, um, the first thing that came into my mind was the yama of, and I guess just for context, um, there are eight limbs in yoga, one of which is the yama, the first one. And these are kind of like principles and ways that we can live our life. Um, and there's one known as a parigraha, which means non-grasping or non-possessiveness. And I think it is one of the things that has really resonated with me personally the most from, I guess, that collection of texts or principles, mm. if you will. Um, when I first heard about it, it just felt like, aha, uh-huh, okay, this is where I'm not quite slotting in or what I'm not offering myself mm. this kind of letting go um I love how there's one that kind of always speaks to us yeah you know it's like oh that's the one yeah. yeah definitely like for me this has been the one that I keep coming back to and I always remember it and um yeah it just for me I, I was explaining to you earlier like if you have your hand outstretched and you imagine a beautiful flower in the palm of your hand and you kind of take that in the beauty of it the scent the the splendor of this flower sometimes what I think our grasping is is if we kind of close our fist scrunch up this flower we're taking away the beauty of that moment um And so for me, it's like, can you just allow the flower to sit in its beauty in your palm and take it in? Um, I was also kind of saying that, you know, undoubtedly this flower, if it was to sit there the whole time, would kind of wither away, it would die. 
And I think there's kind of an acceptance in that as mm. well. And I think we sometimes need to choose to not grasp at life because we need to experience the beauty. And there is going to be, we all know this, this kind of withering of our life as well. And the less we kind of hold on to that and like fear it, yeah. the more we can just be in the openness of the beauty. And oh my gosh, easier said than done. But <laughs> it is one of those things that I keep coming back to. And I think for me, it feels very heart opening in, mm. in ways. Um, like how can you open your heart to possibility? Open, open palm yeah. instead of clenched fists. Yeah. Very much that energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know we spoke about a few other um, meridians that this mm-hmm. might align to as well. But it was something that I wrote just at at the end as we were kind of jumping on to record I was like opening the heart yeah and I think that for me is like a way of maybe just uncovering our true emotion to things our true vulnerability and I think that's sometimes a fear that we cover up by grasping like we don't allow others to see this openness and softness and the beauty of our humanness our existence yeah (laughs) i really like that and this this concept of non-grasping of non-possessiveness is like ultimately what are we trying to like claim or take for ours when it's everyone's like Mm. this idea of everything like in the yogic text it's kind of the concept around this is like everything is everyone's but nothing is our own like it's all for us but not for specifically you and it's just such a mind opening concept because we love to like i don't know hoard things or own things own things have material possessions which fuck yeah great we love that make a beautiful home wear beautiful clothes but it's just like when does all the taking over overcome the fact that oh could it just be like what are we what identity we are are we associating to the taking of that thing like it's like takes it to that step of like how am i then identifying with that thing i don't know yeah anyway it's like what are the things that we give more power to than ourselves yeah yeah um and of course like as you said we are always going to want you know i mean for myself at least i love beautiful things Mm, and me too you know surrounding myself with them um but i don't always need you know the top notch thing that always comes out and you know i can also just be happy with the fact that i've got one thing that is beautiful Mm. and um i don't have like the whole collection not so much with my tarot cards (laughs) yeah but um yeah i think like there's this this quality of like do we need to collect everything as well? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's often called non-hoarding as well. Non-possessiveness, non-hoarding, non-grasping. And um, yeah, it just felt like a relevant kind of parallel to this idea of control. Mm. And another thing I was saying as well around control was how, when I think of being kind of over controlling, I always think of the, the liver meridian in traditional Chinese medicine and the wood element and how 
ultimately the emotion that is associated with this element is anger and anger to me is it also encompasses impatience frustration controllingness rigidity um yeah and those sorts of things and how ultimately like the eyes are connected to the liver they're like the sense organ that's connected to the liver energetically and we hear this concept of like we're seeing red when we're so angry and frustrated and how ultimately it's like that controlling nature and ultimately what the liver energy and the wood element is trying to teach us is to be in flow like for energy to be flowing through our whole system and for us to have this kind of real flexible and adaptable approach to life and situations and our behavior and when that's out of balance control is kind of what we're left with and like one kind of like unclosed mindedness and rigidity and unflexibility and it makes me think fuck that area needs tending if i'm being super controlling and can't see another perspective my liver needs my wood element needs some tending and it's so nice to just notice that and then go Mm. and give it some tending and notice what's bubbling up like when we do like often a wood element practice for your liver gallbladder like you often feel the heat of the postures it's like fun no Aggie was saying it's like a cauldron bubbling and all these things popping out from inside um but it's really healthy and what I'm trying to get to is when we are experiencing this anger, this frustration, this irritation, this control, this impatience, this rigidity, we need to express that and clear it and free it. Mm. And like the worst thing we can do is to just bottle up our anger and close it in and like let our cells and our body deal with it later. But to vent, to shake, to scream, to run, like to get it out, to have a bitch with your close girlfriend, like, not in a, oh, this is a gossipy way, but just as an expression of clearing it out and like with trusted people and how healthy it is to get that anger and frustration out. Like if you think about when we were children, like if we got upset or angry about something, we'd go lay on the bed and kick our arms and legs and scream. Like it's just a natural instinct to get that anger out. And so why are we then starting to like close it in? And I think the more we put it in, the more controlling we get. Whereas the more we let those emotions out the more freedom fluidity flexibility and openness we have to yeah to moving with the changes yeah definitely and I think like for me a big takeaway from that is like when you see this anger I guess like bubbling up or you feel it within the body like it's actually not anger so much as what am I trying to control here that I can't? And so, like, as well as, of course, a yin practice, it's like, could you take a step back and look at the areas of your life that you're trying to control? Mm. And how can you give yourself a little leeway to maybe release that? To Maybe it's shout, maybe it's talk to someone. I think... From memory, I think liver is green as yeah. well. And I always associate that to like going outdoors yeah. and just like really just being in nature. And I think like wood element around the trees, like I just, this is what pops it to is, mind. It is what it is. Yeah. 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 Um, it just, for me, it's like when I'm in that state of anger, can't move past it because the control factor is like... Mm 
in like high alert and just like get out you know go to nature you'll yeah. find the answer there and it and also is cooling yes it cools that heat yes yeah. absolutely so yeah these practices that you know are part of us as well because we are nature um i think essentially is just like this realization and i think that's what we do like when we notice things are uh, bubbling up or you know we don't try and like push them down or ignore them ignore them we really sit with them and you know that is in itself quite a confronting practice at times um but it's taking care of yourself it's like this is here right now okay what how can i support myself how can i take care of myself Absolutely. like it's just another way of taking care of ourselves which ultimately takes care of everyone else yeah you know and um something i wrote was around this emotional state and how um at times like we might not want to present in that way or we might not mm. and of course like certain um I guess social situations you can't just be like kicking and screaming um or whatever but there's this feeling of like oh we need to present in a certain way so I can't let those emotions show um and you know of course there are certain situations where that might not be um safe or um correct or whatever you might think but you can always then find that place within yourself that is safe for you to express that mm. um and you don't always have to be this put together person massively not yeah. what you're saying makes me think of something i had a bit of a realization on a couple months ago around this concept of compose yourself mm. and how as we grow up we get told compose yourself compose yourself compose yourself and how ultimately damaging this statement is because it's literally saying whatever you feel can't be expressed right now hug it in bottle it in wrap it in and show, show up as the version of yourself that we can see we that is appropriate for this situation yeah. right now because all your feelings are not appropriate and what it's it's just take stripping away our humanness and saying your humanness is not safe here to be seen here and that it also teaches us that we always need to compose ourselves and be in this state of composure which is just bottling up all this stuff all the time and I think women get it even more so and so then we grow up trying to be these composed good little girls and good little mm. citizens and good little like parts of the collective and then we don't know how to feel anger we don't know mm. how to express anger we don't understand what it is and actually how healthy it is to just feel it and get it out and clear yeah. it out um and yeah i think it's um something that really kind of struck me last year when I was like, fuck, this is actually so damaging. And it just made me think of these, um, I used to live in London and above a Italian couple and how often there is this association that they're quite passionate and dramatic and yeah. how, you know, sometimes when they get angry, you'd hear them hitting the walls, not each yeah. other, but they smack <laughs> the wall, they'd kick the desk, they'd throw their partner's laundry out, the, like clothes out the window to the apartment yeah. below because they're, they're just expressing their <laughs> anger. And I'm like, actually, this is fucking healthy yeah. because they're just like, I feel angry. I'm going to let it out. <laughs> and then they're fine and comfortable <laughs> and loving with each other again. And like no, nothing was unsafe about that. It was just dramatic and over the top. Yeah, but, definitely, you know, relate growing and it, up in a South American yeah, household. <laughs> and it's just like, 
then we are told to like not be like that um yeah it's it's interesting I think it's actually really healthy yeah it's funny I don't remember who I was taught this was a while back but um yeah I just remember like we were kind of talking about growing up and like how um in one of their households like you know if anger presented itself it would be very muted and quiet and like you know you could feel the thickness in the air and I was like oh I can't relate to that at all because like anger was always anger yeah like there's yelling yeah. there's bickering yeah. there's and like it was loud puffing. and loud and boisterous but like obviously not in an unsafe way either yeah. but it was just like boom explosion and then there was this settling yeah. of the energy because it had been let out and so it's like a storm yeah um you know to some it might feel really good to do that and for others it might not but you know now that I think about it like I do try to not be that way sometimes because it was I guess quite loud and boisterous for me um growing up yeah um, actually I do resonate a bit <laughs> I have an eastern european family too and it's lots of um, yeah so look it is what it is but um it's just interesting as well and as you were talking as well I thought of something um one of my teachers has said before around like tears being also related to liver Mm, um and the eyes and these are this is also a way of releasing you know your Mm. liver channel as well you know having these tears flow and I think sometimes maybe within men perhaps um the tears aren't released and we don't often see that um but it might also be a really great way of releasing anger the tears you know um likewise for women of course um I think when I, I mean if I think back to childhood when you'd be like as a teenager really angry and upset there'd be tears flowing while you're shouting yeah you know like this is not fair yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah definitely oh, um so funny yeah so and, yeah like, I just think it's interesting to notice where do we not let instinct where do we co- like compose or stop our totally. instinctive nature yeah and I think, you know, we can't always be kicking and screaming. Like, we just can't. Like No, but, like, but then I is... take time at some point later in the day to be, like, cool. I, I need to feel to this, this and out. let this out. Who yeah. can you talk to? Who can you voice note? Who yeah. can you get on the phone? Go for a... I love the, like, angry, like, fast walk <laughs> on the phone. Like, you know, yeah, in I'm nature walking. I've definitely been yeah. doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I can relate to just, like, having to need yeah get it off my chest or you mm. know just be like this has happened I'm really annoyed about it yeah. um and it's that thing of like not having to keep it all in yeah as like, well. it's like that this bottling up of your emotions and the yeah it, it is like this kind of it's like a self-disapproval of like parts of ourselves it's like disapproving of that part of ourselves and like a stop like i kind of see it as a bottle and you just put a like a cork on top and it just it's not gonna end well it's gonna ferment in there and just like eventually not crack yeah yeah it's not gonna be good what comes out no um 
But, you know, we don't need to label it good or bad either. Um, I even found myself last year when I was in a mentorship, like experiencing other women expressing anger and stuff. And at one point I caught myself and I love it. It's just such an uh, example of how we evolve and change and our eyes can be open still every day. And I caught myself saying, oh, I don't really get angry. Mm. And then as I like worked through this nine month mastermind, which was really all about shadow work. Let's just be real, but yeah. just like tr- the getting to know myself better and like noticing where I was hiding or like obstructing myself. I realized, Oh, I do feel anger. Of course I do. I'm a human. We yeah. all do. But how, where was I disapproving of it or like pushing it away or totally. thinking it wasn't what it was. And then how, when I started to really connect to that anger, it was louder and there was mm. more, kind of activity with it um but it felt almost so much better when I just give it that attention get it out be loud with it Mm. um and then move on in a much calmer and like grounded way as you were talking about that just because bringing it back to control as well um there are so many emotions you know that we can choose to control and I think anger is just one of them yeah true um obviously relating to liver and whatever but um yeah it just made me think of like it doesn't necessarily need to be anger when you're thinking of control either um and how there are so many shadow parts of ourselves that maybe we don't recognize like you said um that we kind of just yeah put a little stop to a little control so that we present in this way of like you know quote unquote put together yeah. or um it's like oh there's an insecurity here so i'm just going to be a bit more i'm just like controlling yeah. of that yeah. yeah um and how it relates to this quality of vulnerability and you know showing all parts of ourselves and yeah i think there's a there's a real digging that can be done there yeah And how I was also saying for me, like control can really come up when I'm like overwhelmed or I've got too much going on or I'm tired or I haven't been taking care of myself enough or things that I'm rushing things. If I'm trying to do things on a quicker timeline than they really should Mm. be done. Um, Or if people aren't moving on the timeline, I want to be moving on. And so then I was trying to control them or if people are making me feel unsafe in some way, like in any way, like from workplace to social things, like then, or to family, how I might try to control. And, um, I find that the practices I do, especially, I mean, all of them, but rest in particular is such a teacher of surrendering and letting go and releasing that grip. And it really is such a nice practice that teaches me to do that in a, like practice setting and then to pull on that in my life setting and notice, okay, when am I being like that? (sighs) Exhale, stop. How can you kind of just loosen a little bit, loosen your grip a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, It's really, it takes so much work to like, when you notice yourself being controlling to like catch yourself and to stop and reverse the other way. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) but it's possible and the practices make it possible for me. Because control is so like, a rigid state and then like rest is such a soft and open space Mm. and they're kind of like these almost like polar opposites um so 
you know, that takes a lot of work to kind of go from such a different state. to. And I think control is very much in the mind, whereas rest is the heart and the body. Mm -hmm. And so it takes you back to the heart, the body, where the messages are always loving and kind and there's no chatter. And you're just like, oh, it doesn't need to be like this. You know, (laughs) is that little reminder. Um, Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely like, I just can't put the image out of my head of like that clap you know that subta barakanasana oh which is just, hips open you know, belly hips open, open heart open but, yeah all of it just like chest open let it go yeah and like here i am um yeah. that's just what comes to mind when i think of like the opposite mm. of control yeah <laughs> um and it is very much just this like here i am yeah come at me whatever is giving zero fucks (laughs) (laughs) and often like when I do come into a rest shape like that you know I will feel that mind chatter for a really long time if I haven't done it in a while yeah or if I haven't been consistent or if I have been overworked or overwhelmed or something big has happened and I haven't made that time for my rest practice um and so yeah coming out of that control state or that mind state it takes practice and it takes you you know consistency as well to be in that soft and quiet space um it's probably like been that i think we've touched on this in our rest and we always will but (laughs) biggest gift to really acknowledge and see that within myself yeah massively so should we touch on like how control shows up for us mm-hmm. and <laughs> okay <laughs> I find I'm trying to think about like I know situations where I try to do it I just think about sometimes when okay group holidays are always such a good example I try and avoid them yeah <laughs> which which then we end up avoiding because they can be really stressful yeah. to bring together because everyone is showing up with I don't know maybe a different intention or a different what's the word I'm looking for commitment factor Mm. and so if everyone's not operating on the same level of like kind of communication and commitment it can be really hard to like rally the troops together and set a date and agree on prices and like who's coming how many bedrooms like all of this like I'm sure we've all had this experience with a group holiday and it becomes so oh uncomfortable and uh honestly like i know this might sound controlling in itself yeah but i just i know that for me it's not a healthy situation this is it it can feel it gets so yucky but that's the way i'd be very happy to have my own space and then meet up with someone in a holiday setting mm. so there are kind of as well you've learned what you understanding need understanding your boundaries yeah. within the control totally that's it and it's like noticing okay that really sets me off every time I Mm. try and do that it's not for me to do then so then I'm not going to initiate that anymore but then I catch in myself missing those moments and it's like well and like I'm like try to be in that open palm energy and wait for someone else to do it and it might not ever happen and then so once a year or something I'm like okay I'm going to give it a go and I've learned to make it better Yeah. yeah and you just I've found that it's like more allowance less rushing 
Yeah. Or being really going that way or going the complete opposite way and being really clear in my communication and saying, these are my expectations. If you want to come, this is the dates. This is yeah. how you need to communicate. Otherwise, I assume your silence means you're not interested yeah. and just being really, really specific. And I think we as humans thrive on that clarity and that clearness of communication. And so sometimes it's been a lesson of like, oh, I'm getting frustrated i'm trying to over control but i'm not doing it in a very good job way because i'm like communicating and my boundaries and expectations clear enough so everyone else knows um other times i think interesting mm. as well because like you might have your needs but other people have like exactly everyone has their own needs yeah so being open enough to accept what the needs and the boundaries of the other person might be if they're also you know taking the commitment the time the money to you know do the thing yeah um and how can you yeah again come in this like fluid state to the situation just be like these are my vibes like yeah you might not have a hundred percent so like how can we meet in the middle or you know whatever it is yeah and I just think it takes from in this setting what sometimes is missing is that and then sometimes you get in other situations and you realize it made me realize I got it in other areas and other Mm. settings where I try and organize something like oh so just with this setting it's just I'm not getting that so that setting needs a different approach or that setting I shouldn't initiate or that setting feels so yucky so I'm just not going to do that again and I've learned that don't do it there with these people but oh over here with these people everyone's a clear communicator and that works really well when people aren't clear communicators I think that's when it can get a little Finding the people that understand your needs, your boundaries, um, how you communicate, what you need from them as well is so integral, I think, to how you can then loosen your own control on things as well. And it's been interesting just trying it different ways, trying it with clear boundaries and clear expectations and trying it the opposite way and noticing how it works Mm. and how different ones make my nervous system react. Yeah. yeah it's just and and also i find that sometimes this we touched on this when we're talking before how we in those settings we see we need a leader yeah yeah we need a leader to rally the troops or like to just kind of someone to be like calling the shots and everyone to be like you know agreeing and disagreeing but sometimes if three or four people are uncomfortable with one person being the leader and all try to be the leader it can get really messy Mm. and like nothing it's like too many what's the cooks, cooks in, in the, the kitchen, kitchen. that's yeah. saying yeah uh, what were you going to say on that we were talking about this you see Such i find interesting... this like slightly triggering Ooh. because i am one of those people that likes to organize things like i've yeah me too i've just organized like a book club with some like family friends oh, and fun. it's been really nice yeah and like but i've been the one that's like kind of been instigating everything and like everyone's type a we we we're all like, yep, this is how we're going to organize it. And so it's been really easy Fantastic. in that regard. Yeah. And like everyone's on board. We're keen to go. Um, but then, yeah, I won. I have had like a few people make suggestions and I've noticed within myself, it's like, oh, they're like trying to push back on what I've mm. set as the standard. Yeah. But then I'm also, I have to kind of be like, oh, actually this is a better option a better Mm. solution and like how can you also let go of what your standards are and open 
the lines up for maybe what is a better idea on mm. how to do things. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's my own work. I think I, th- I find I think that's a lot of our work. Yeah, <laughs> I resonate with you, and I'm sure a million people resonate with yeah. you. But it's like. I, I mean, I think we all thrive of someone being in charge and someone, everyone knowing who to, you know, go. I think it can go either way. Sometimes that, yeah, you can open yourself to that. And sometimes it's really unhelpful and slows everything yeah. like down and I or think if muddles I, the waters. If I saw that it wasn't really going to work with that, yeah. then I would maybe have said something. Yeah. But I can also acknowledge when something is better than what yeah. I've suggested. And I think it kind of takes that little moment like it did it was like a it's such a small thing oh yeah but they're huge but it's just like a little thing of like oh yeah that is a better suggestion than what i've made and you kind of have to like sit with your little ego for a moment and be like why didn't i think of that (laughs) like (laughs) and it's so childish but there's this little moment where you're like oh someone has done a better job at something than I did and it's acknowledging that mm. but it's just like minuscule and doesn't really affect yeah. life in the slightest or like isn't gonna like it might change the fact that we can now choose our books easier I think also <laughs> that sometimes we control because we care so much Ooh. we care so much that we try to control the outcome And I also think as well, that's a separate thought to this idea of like, when we're controlling, we're always looking into the future. And so it's like, we're not in the present moment. And it's like a reminder to be like, when we're getting so controlling, we're so in the future, we're so trying to plan out what's going to happen and create a certain trajectory. Mm. It's like, well, mm, life is uncertain. Change is the only constant. This really could evolve. Who knows how we can do our best to plan it out. But like, I'm not here right now. I'm not in the present moment. How can I bring myself back? Oh, meditation, breath work, looking at nature, walking outside, forest bathing, all these things. Hand on heart. Hand on heart, (laughs) you know? Like, Um, to be like, and we can like spiral and get like. Yeah, how do you bring yourself back to regulation? Yeah. How do you kind of come back and be like, nervous system is firing hard? I'm too, I'm so far (laughs) in the future that I'm not, I'm not here now and my body can't. Um, It's like telling me that. Yeah. As I was kind of like speaking, I mean, it's such a silly example about the book club, but it's like a little one that I can share and it's. I think it's like what does this mean about me yeah. is what I wrote down like what, what does, does this mean? mean about me that I wasn't able to come up with that solution I think something. even even further what am I making this mean about me yeah but also like what are other people thinking about me is something that comes up it's like oh they're gonna see me as a failure or mm. as not good enough and like it always comes back to that that is my life's work um of just you yeah. know having to disassemble that not good enoughness yeah. which i think we all but i think know, it's carry. interesting because like they're not making it mean that about you but no. you're making this yes. situation mean that yes. about you and that is such a good question i've learned from a teacher in the past and it's like okay this is happening it's yes. just a thing that's happening it's just what, a am, thing. I what am I making this? it mean about me? Oh, that person's judging me. I'm making it mean that that person's judging me. I'm making it mean that I'm a failure. I'm making it mean that I'm not good enough to yeah. lead the ship, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not. No, it's and not. So and it's like, all lies. I think we just need to acknowledge that as yeah. well, that that's also brain kicking in, right? Or I'm making it mean that oh, they think I'm bossy. Yes. 
They think oh. I'm being bossy, which is if you <laughs> never call a girl bossy because it will scar her for life. She is being, you know, so many oh, other yeah. things than bossy. I've been called bossy yeah. so much. Yeah. Like, to the point where I like had to really soften myself, but now I'm like, well, this is who I am. I'm an this Aries. This is it. Like, exactly. I just like to initiate things. Guys. It's an independence. <laughs> it's a like excitement for something, you know, mm. it's a, yeah, an initiation. I think um, it's good in so many ways. I remember reading um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle mm. and she talks about her little girl, I think. And someone said something about bossy and she's like, no, she's not being that. She's being independent and initiator and a leader and like blah, 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 which are all fantastic qualities, yes. you know? And, and she yeah. talks about like the tiger as well being mm. kept in the cage and how the tiger will always have its tiger instincts. Yeah. Um, despite it being in a cage. And I think we all have that within us yeah. as well. Um sometimes they can be a little caged in by yeah. our own thoughts and you know our own restrictions that we put on them but um if we kind of find the key to unlock them they're still there yeah they are <laughs> yeah um i also think sometimes control can come up when my safety feels at risk and i don't feel like the person that should be in charge or leading the charge on that is doing a good enough job i'm gonna mm. not maybe not you is aware of the situation enough or taking care of the situation enough to make me feel safe and this yeah. i think can happen in workplace situations where yeah. we are maybe not the owner of the company or the business and someone is in care of the security of the building and something happens and we're like okay well this should be in place why is this door not an auto lock door why are, why is this why is everyone able to get in through here and to just and if the person that is supposed to be looking after your well-being isn't taking care of things like that and you see it we can start to feel like we need to control that situation because yeah. it's a safety thing and so then we might go to that person and be like you need to fix this and like mm. and like try and be controlling in that way but i think that's healthy yeah, yeah, I think it's healthy. And I think like to that point, something I wrote at the beginning was like, we also all carry our own trauma yeah. and we also carry these like safety triggers within mm. us. And so, you know, like what might be a trigger for someone might not yeah. be for another person. And they're person. totally unaware yeah. of it being like, oh, that's And so okay. like sometimes it is just bringing it to attention mm. that might even resolve the issue. But it is like this understanding as well if you are someone that has like you know gone through stuff um it might you might feel like you need to control the situation yeah. even more True. in order to create that sense of safety for yourself mm. um and that's also really you know natural because of the situations that you carry with you yeah and i think it's just in those moments yeah communicating and bringing it to attention what you see yeah and I think as for me I see a lot of things like I mm. really notice a lot of things and I have to catch myself when is something worth bringing up and where is it just it's not going to be taken well you know yeah. I think this is a bit of a projector thing yeah human design projector thing. where is it going to be taken as me trying to overstep or where is it a helpful and a safety like a helpful yes and important I, I can see and that. an important yeah. suggestion I think like or as attention. projectors we I don't know about you but like I see the world in like almost like these strategic parts that mm. I can like unlock 
I don't know, like I can just see the solution to things like yeah. quite quickly. Yeah, me too. Um, and not everyone flows in that rhythm or pace or speed. Yeah. And I know that sounds really like cocky and whatever, but it's, it's our gift. Just what, and everyone what has lives their in gifts. My brain. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes that brings deep frustration to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I can see the solution for someone or something and I'm often overlooked mm. when I speak up or, you know, bring something to attention. That can be really frustrating for me. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I do quite often voice my my opinion and Sometimes it doesn't get heard and then I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just going to go rest now because that's all I can do about this. <laughs> yeah, it's, I love it. There's so much to it, but let's not go there. Um, yeah. What else? Anything else? I feel good about what we've shared. That was juicy, folks. Yeah. That was really There's juicy. There's a few layers of us that you might have discovered there. <laughs> yeah. I love um, the real talk. It's such, so nice to have this, um, medium to just really sh- talk, yeah. be ourselves share on who we are share who we are yeah. yeah definitely and for you guys to get to know us too that feels good well we'll, we'll see you in there. two weeks everyone yeah <laughs> good luck with uncontrolling <laughs> yeah. and i guess one more thing yeah um, do you have anything to share that you'd like to no you can find me on my website tanyav.com.au otherwise that's it yeah, yeah same agathacarmen.com um and yeah if you're enjoying this as well like make sure to rate review give us a follow um share it it means a lot to have you listening (laughs) thank you everyone see you later see ya